Welcome to the Father's Four Podcast, everyone. We're just four dads sitting around talking about how to be good dads. I'm Spencer Seal. I'm Trevor Beasley. I'm Brian Packer. And I'm Forrest Cole. In today's episode, we're going to talk about preparing for and adapting to change with our kids. Have any of you gone through change with your kids? <laughs> no. no. Brian, probably Same you the most, kid. huh? No. I mean, you're probably you're going to go through a fairly significant change with Riley graduating from high school. Yeah, in we like got our weeks. Yeah, got our youngest graduating from high school this year. By the time this airs, it'll he have been, have been graduated. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully. <laughs> so far, we're we're talking. We were joking about it last night, my wife and I. You know, because he's kind of it's at the end of the year, two yeah. weeks left, and he's wrapping up projects. Like he's been doing the engineering program with the at the applied technical side of the school district this year, and they had their capstone presentations that they did for family and friends and mm. each other yesterday. We went to and we're like, you know, if, I guess if he wasn't going to be graduating, we probably would have been told by now. Like we would have gotten at least some notice. Yeah. Like your child is failing and not going to graduate. That Ferris Bueller moment. Yeah, yeah. he's been absent nine times. Nine times. <laughs> yep. So we feel confident. Yeah, no, that feels, yeah, that's gonna be yeah. So that, there's a big change for our household right here. Yeah. So I mean, what a big change for him too. You know. Yeah, a great change. Like I remember, well, it was a long. It was thirty three years ago, but yeah, I'll never forget like the last week of school of high school and just knowing what laid in front of you. And right. It was incredible. You know, it was kind of, for me, it was kind of surreal. It was just that, I think it was that you, you're kind of, I kind of felt like, I don't know about you guys, but I kind of felt like I was like kind of living in my body, but not as like, this, mm. is this really happening to me? Uh, did I really experience. just, yeah. Did I really just well, yeah, finish I mean, school? 12 years. You've been locked into that. Well, not locked in. That sounds, but you've been <laughs> like pretty much a part of this like structured environment. And suddenly it's like, Hey, it's over. you're uh, done. No more. Well, I, w- I shouldn't say no more homework, but right. I know that was a thought going through my head. Like, yeah, sweet. No more homework. Yeah. But little did I know. And you're, you're gone. Like, I don't yeah. know about you guys. I don't know if you left home, but mm-hmm. When I graduated, I was like, sayonara. <laughs> See, mom, dad. I mean, you know, I, I was around for the summer, but I, the, the day I went to school two hours away in San Diego. Wow. Not too far, yeah. you know, but you just still close. There. I could still drive back and forth, Not but I'll never forget my parents uh, dropping me off at school, taking me to the dorms. And, you know, of course, you know, mom, if you're listening to this. I understand your pain, but she was quite sad that I was leaving. But I, you know, in on the inside, I was rejoicing and not that I was like trying to get away from my parents, but that freedom, I was free. Yeah. You know, like I could make my own choices and, and that's kind of amazing. And this, you know, this is, this is a change that doesn't have a lot to do with those of us who have younger kids. Right. But it's just a really cool moment to think about that. Yeah. Well, it's, it, is, it is crazy because I think, you know, a, f- a few of us here in this room, well, we all go to the same church, but a few of us have, I, I was home for the summer for three months and then I left on a church mission Yeah, in the I, fall. I, I, I did the exact same thing. Yeah. So it was like, um, that was another whole big Which, yeah, that's change. Like even, <laughs> yeah. Even bigger than right. school. It, that's like yeah. That. And just because contact is so limited with your family and. Um, whatever structure you had, 
and um, whatever things you did, like you don't do them anymore <laughs> when, yeah. when you make that change. It's a totally, totally different one. Forrest was like, I'm free. I can do whatever I want. And we were yeah. like, we have to get up at 6.30 <laughs> in the morning yeah. and go to bed at 10.30. Yeah, there's a lot I can't do. For two years. Yeah. For me, when I left home, it was kind of um, crappy. I felt a little guilty because I was the last kid. And for the first time... In uh, 40 years, my parents did not have a kid in the house. Mm. Your parents wow. were rejoicing, probably. <laughs> my dad was rejoicing. Yeah, I think my dad. My dad missed me, and and he was he was sad to see me go. We're super close, but there was part of him that was kind of like, hmm. yeah, some, some freedom. And um, mom's everywhere, are always sad. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Dad's and, gone. And so my folks dropped me off at the missionary training center, and um, went straight from there to Hawaii. <laughs> and really, I did not. Uh, I did not know they were doing that. You didn't. No. Know. We teased. We teased Neil that we were going to do that. That we were going to drop him off when he left on his four years ago, <laughs> and the same thing. And we had tickets to go to Hawaii, and he's like, "If you do, if you guys are being serious, I'm going to kill you." <laughs> like, no, we weren't. I, I think That's that was amazing. my dad's way of coping because he he was sad, but you know maybe a little liberated. But my mom, <laughs> um, she was very depressed, and uh, they had to like move. They moved out of the house. Mm, that, really? That we lived in. Yeah. Was so was her trip in Hawaii like miserable? Because I, I kind of think so. We, I haven't really asked her about it to be honest. I don't know, but I mean, how hard could it be? It's Hawaii for yeah. sake. And it was in November too, so I'm sure the weather. Oh was man! Just gosh. Well, but then like, I'm sure the coming back to the house. Yeah. It's empty. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're the youngest of nine. That's a lot of. I mean, I was an only child, right? So. Yeah, that's a lot of. That's a lot kids of time. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of time in the house yeah. anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it was kind of funny. So missions for those unacquainted with our religion, they last two years and it's, it's two years of, you don't go home. You don't have really any contact outside of like emails and phone calls. Um, but I was out on my mission, uh, and seven months into it, I got hit by a car. Hmm. And so right after my parents had moved and my mom had kind of like put the mom phase behind her. I had to come home <laughs> for a few oh. months. I had to come home for a few months to have surgery and get nursed back to health. Oh, no. And it was sort of weird because it was coming home to a new house in a new mm. town, not yeah. far from where I lived, but it was kind of weird. Um, and uh, so that was an odd change. Was it hard saying goodbye again? That second time? Uh, it, was it was way for... easier the second time. Mm. For me, anyway. And I think yeah. it was for my folks, too. But for me, it was like, okay, I've been there, done it. I know the drill. I know the routine. Um, hmm. No problem. It was it was easy the second time. Yeah. So uh, we got to go back to San Diego State. You want to go and to San Diego? No, Wisconsin? your discussion. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, let's go. Oh, <laughs> you get there. I mean, you, you're liberated. You can do whatever you I'm want. I'm liberated, and I, I I did. I did whatever I wanted, basically. I mean, within some reason. But <laughs> how often did you go to Tijuana? Uh, in the beginning. Once a week. Once. Two, I can't remember if it was Tuesday or Wednesday night was uh, student night. So it was like drinks were cheap and you only had to be 18 to drink down there at the sure. time. Oh, I don't know gosh. if it's changed. And I, I was only 17, though, until November. So I had a fake know, ID. Did I say, did you have fake I, ID? Well, and- I remember <laughs> scratching off, <laughs> a, like trying to scratch off a little bit on my ID to go to, you know, Tijuana to drink <laughs> and most of the time it worked but a lot of times it didn't work and then eventually I did I got a it's fake like ID that, uh, I had a fake ID all through college yeah 
What's know? what's that but, movie with the guy who the Hispanic dude who plays on the little kids baseball team and writes in crayon, "I am 12. Yeah, <laughs> he's got documentation. That's yeah. a bench warmers. <laughs> bench warmers. That's right. Yeah, but I mean, you know. was your was your name Forrest on your fake ID, or did you have a different name? No, it was uh, it was you know I think it was my girlfriend's brother gave me his ID. <laughs> oh. And he was 22 at the time. This was a little bit later because I met I met this girl living in the dorms. And that was a little bit later. But it was, I mean, I mean, all the time, even in like bars in San Diego, people would be like, that doesn't look like you. I'd be like, I I, I, every time. Look, I took that picture when I was seven, 18, 18, I think I said. I took that picture when I was 18. We change. And they'd be like, yeah, okay, I see. You. All right. <laughs> At one time I was I don't know if I forget I was home in LA in Hermosa Beach and there was this there's this old store that's been there for a long time called the Green Store. My mom used to live above it in the sixties and I went in to grab like a you know, a tall can of some kind of beer and and the guy looks at it and he goes, This isn't you I'm like, Yeah, it is. He did the same thing, you know. This I'm like, Look, I took that picture when I was eighteen, things change. And he goes, Write down your signature. You know, so I'm like, oh, oh, crap, crap, crap. this is yeah. it, right? And I did this like signature looked nothing like the signature. <laughs> it's like it looks like nothing like it. I'm like, it changes too. Things change. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. all right. <laughs> change. <laughs> all right. Whatever. I mean, if you like, I feel like. <coughs> Excuse me. We're getting into all four fast transgressions here. Oh, yeah. Speaking of change, it, things change, right? And if you just sort of keep going with yeah. it, eventually the people will give in. I mean, there were definitely times it didn't work, but a lot of times it did. That's funny. I had it for a long time, even even after I was twenty one. That's hilarious. But um, even after he was finally after, yeah, yeah, after he didn't need it. <laughs> after he didn't was it a game? Anymore. Like, I'm just going to see if it works. And if it doesn't, I'm like, all right, no. Here's the real one. one. That was his drinking game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually an auditor. You passed. Nice job. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, sorry about the coughing. I'm probably not going to be able to edit it all out, but that's all right. This stupid cough from being sick and being in the hospital just like comes and goes whenever yeah. it wants. It's real weird. Anyways, so. I think one of the reasons that we are talking about change is because two of us have some fairly significant change coming up. Spencer, you're going to go do your master's at Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. And this week I just got accepted into a PhD program at the University of Nevada, Reno. And we're going to uproot our kids and move to a different town. State. And, and leave us behind. And leave yep. you guys behind. But don't worry. We will... We Te- will forward. We will carry on. Technology. Yeah. It's 2023. We will carry on. But you know, I, you know, I, my kids are a little bit older, and especially I, we were, before we started recording, I was talking about my eldest son August, who he just tomorrow's his last day of kindergarten, and he has some like really, really close friends that he's developed yeah. over the year, and a, another very close friend from his Taekwondo class, and. I, when we say to him, hey, this week, I was like, hey, I got into I got into school. We're moving to Reno. He is super excited, but I don't know if he understands like yet. And he's a very sensitive kid and, and very aware. And there are moments where you can see him kind of processing and he, he's sort of sad. And then he 
gets happy. And I, I wonder if he's putting on a strong yeah, being strong face, be strong. right? Could like, be. Mm-hmm. But he's got it. He's, I know he's going to miss his friends. Now, we, we've moved him quite a lot in his life. We left Abu Dhabi when he was two, lived in Chico for a year, left there when he was three, and then moved to Utah. But we've been in Utah three years. So this is the longest yeah. he's lived anywhere in his life. So he's, he's really older. put some roots down. He's put some roots down. And we got, you know, uh, three of us live in the same sort of town home same compound. Street. Yeah. And next Com- to the park. Compound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that saying about your uh, management there? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would say so. That's, that's, that's a different episode. <laughs> yeah. so hopefully they're not listening. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But Max PM they, you know, we live right next to the park. I think I mentioned that before. And they've got all this huge group of friends that they all play with. And and I wonder, like, in my youngest Fisher, I don't think he he, he I don't think he's realizing at all what's happening, but he's like, What's a Reno? What's a Reno? <laughs> what's a Reno? Right? All they know is is that um this hasn't been uh, a for sure thing yet, but my best friend who passed away, he bought a house in Reno and his mom still has it. And she's, she has mentioned a couple times that we could stay there and she and I still need to talk about this, but we tell them, Hey, we might live in uncle Scotty's house. And you know, they don't, they never met him. Sure. I mean, well, August met him when he was two months old, but they never met him, but we tell stories about him all the time. So they're excited about this idea that, they get to go live in Uncle Scotty's house, this person that, this sort of mythical person, right? <laughs> right, right. <clears throat> now, I don't think anything I'm saying is about dealing with that change, but I, I wonder if when we get there, that's when we're really going to have to deal with it. I, I Right. That has been my experience. Um, so we moved in 2021, 20, and um, that was a just crazy time for our family. So in the span of about eight days, I, I took my last finals in college um, and graduated. Then uh, we had our son and I started uh, my new job and we moved. Hmm. And that was that was like a lot of stuff happening in, in a short time. We, we moved with a 48 hour old baby. Wow. wow. Um, if any of you are listening out there and you want to move with a two day old kid, give me a call. I'd be happy to talk you out of it. <laughs> yeah, it right. sucked. Right. It was, that was the worst time of my life. Should have been the happiest because I just had a kid. Yeah. That part was great. Everything else about it sucked. Um, and it was hard for all of us, but who it was hardest for was our two year old. Mm-hmm. That like totally rocked your world because you can't reason with a two year old at all under the best of circumstances. Yeah, and trying to explain change um, and new things that totally totally foreign to them, right? Yeah. Um, and so when we got to our new place, new routine, new schedules, <laughs> new baby, and mom is no longer available for every need that Robin has. I mean, yeah. she went from like being an angel child to like El Diablo. All right. <laughs> and um, that, it well, and, and I, don't, a lot. I don't mean to interrupt you, but nope. you're dealing with two significant changes right here. Like all yeah, of okay. us have multiple kids and like, that's that, hard. That's hard. Right. Having a new baby in the house, the yeah. kid, the other, the older kid usually has a very hard time with it. Yeah. And this move that's, that's mm-hmm. major. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was hard for all of us, but it was hardest for Robin and she, just like 
she couldn't understand it, obviously. Um, her ability to comprehend it just wasn't developed. But um, it was really challenging. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. And, and how we dealt with it, how we taught her to cope, I don't really know how much we did or even could do other than just let the passage of time mm-hmm. kind of take its course. And um, she's fine now. And she and Matthew were good buds. It's almost mm-hmm. two years later. But, um, yeah, it was, it was hard in the time for her. Yeah. I can imagine. So having both of you having gone through the experience of moving with younger kids, how would you say you're trying to prepare your kids now for the upcoming moves? What steps are you taking to like mentally or physically or emotionally prepare them just having gone through that once before at least? I I keep asking Robin, you know, Hey, are you excited to move to Texas? Do you want to look at it on a map, you know, and try to spatially help her see, so that's a long ways away, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and I've like showed her the street view of the place that we're moving into, and I'm saying, "Hey, that's our new house. Do you like it? And look, it has a yard. You know, we mm-hmm. don't have a yard right mm-hmm. now. Are you excited to play outside?" Um, and we're moving close to my sister, close-ish, and she has kids, and so we're going to be oh, living that's cool. next to her cousins. Um, and so trying to give her things to look forward to, yeah. I guess. That's a and good way to that, do it. That's what a three-year-old understands. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right, right, what can right. I get excited about? Yeah. I think same. This is all still pretty new, but yeah. we knew that I was applying to the program. And so we've been talking to them. And again, I mean, Fisher at four, he understands some of it, but it'll be, I think he's going to be really interesting as we get closer and we're starting packing stuff up and. He's going to be like, because he, you know, he's got all these older kid friends that yeah. hangs out with. But anyways, <clears throat> we, you know, we found a school for August. that's like a six minute walk from no, the house. Wow. And so he, that's so awesome. today uh, our, you know, our neighbors, they, they got, they have this little electric bike goes yeah. like 15 miles an hour. And so I was riding August around on it in the neighborhood he was just like standing on the pegs and my feet were like dangling and we're just like cruising. <laughs> and he's like, dad, he's dead. He's like, you should get one of these. And then, so like the house where we want to live, the campus is a n- nine miles from there. He's oh. like, you can drop me off at school and then you go to school. <laughs> you know? So there's like those little things. And yes, the, the house we want to live in, in has a yard and, and, and it'll, it's smaller than the house we live in now, but it has a yard and, we're just trying to, yeah, we're trying to give them those things. And we have some friends and family there. And, and so I think, I th- think when they have to say goodbye to their friends, I think it's going to be really hard because they're older now when we left California, they, they, they both had close friends, two brothers, you know? So it was like these two pair, sets of brothers that lived three houses apart. They just hung out all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> they were sort of our, uh, what do you call it? What did, what did they call it? like our COVID friends, right? We like mm-hmm. just hung out with each other oh, yeah, during yeah. COVID. This was in 2020. Okay. There was a name for it, but <clears throat> you know, we left and they were fine. They, you know, they, I don't, they, yeah, they I don't remember anything, but to... they were three in one. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think, I think, yeah, we have to give them things to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, it's going to be a little bit weird because we're going to have to move into 
a temporary house yeah because the house we want to live in isn't available till december so we're gonna move into like a month to month kind of thing so we're gonna have to move into one place for four or five months and then move again i think that's 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 a lot of change and that's gonna be hard and i think i just think fisher is gonna i think he's gonna struggle and i you know his best friend who's nine (laughs) is moving also to new mexico oh wow so I think that's going to make it a little bit easier. And I just, I think we got to go and like try to find friends right away. Right. You know? yeah. yeah. Right away, get involved, right? In your, in your neighborhood, community, yeah. whatever, try to find and establish those friends yeah. for them. You know, they'll make the, friends quickly. They'll they're, make church. The, yeah. School. T-ball. Neighborhood. T-ball. Yeah. yeah. Soccer. No. Like we're yeah. just going to, you know, and I, you know, Reno is close to the mountains, just like Salt Lake is. And so I just want to get them up into the mountains, get them outside just having fun, I think, would be really great. And I'm going to have a lot more time on a sort of student schedule. Yeah. I only have to take two classes, and then I'm a research assistant and all. I do have to work. You know, probably got to get a part-time job. But, um, but yeah, I mean, change is hard for anybody, right? Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. Change is hard for anybody. I don't know that I've experienced, like, when we moved, Paisley was... Hmm, two-ish. She must have been two. Brittany was actually still pregnant with Holland when we moved. So she, like, remembers parking in this tiny, tiny garage and trying to, like, fit around the side of the car while pregnant (laughs) to get into the house. So, uh, but, yeah, it was, we weren't quite to the level of, like, having a new kid and a new house in eight days. But I want to say that... We were there for like a couple months and then Holland was born. Like Mm. the move was because we had a kid coming. So yeah, we experienced that a little bit, but Paisley was so young that it wasn't, she didn't really have like a bunch of like close friends necessarily, Mm -hmm. uh, where we were living before. Um, but I think that, and not that she really experienced this, but it seems like, uh, not only providing, something to look forward to and something to like, like kind of starting to picture yourself there and things that you're going to be doing, but also like providing a space and allowing a space to be sad and unhappy about Mm. the move or about the change. Yeah. I think it's important to be able to like express those feelings and not have them be like frowned upon and like, well, it doesn't matter how you feel because we're here now, but yeah, allow them to be like, yeah, that's, you just got to embrace the Heart. suck. Yeah. Right. Remember the good, remember the good experiences. The yeah. Good things that happened, the lessons learned from where you were mm-hmm. and hold we'll, off of that. And we'll go back. Yeah. Right. We'll right. go back. You want to go see, you want to see your friends? Yeah. I'll drive you the eight it's hours. Like the, uh, <laughs> what's that? What's that Disney movie? Inside out. It's kind of oh, yeah. like yeah. inside out uh-huh. where the, right. the happy character, I don't I remember her I name, saw, oh, yeah, I did is so one. focused on everything always needs to be happy. And then the joy. sad character, Joy. Duh. Joy <laughs> is always like, yeah, everything needs to be happy. And the yeah. sad character, sadness, is like, oh, everything's always sad. And they kind of are like, Joy is like, sadness, you kind of suck. Like, you're yeah. a terrible person to be yeah. around. And by the end of the movie, she starts to realize, like, without sadness, we can't experience joy. Without, yeah. like... Mm-hmm. kind of being able That's to embrace deep. that sadness and, and Pixar, feel, <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. dude. It's, <laughs> but yeah. So I think that that's, uh, yeah, that's important for our kids at, at any age when we're, you know, putting them through like a, 
a change or when they're putting themselves through a change yeah. to allow that space for them to be able to like express and just mm-hmm. feel mm-hmm. and just kind of sulk there for a yeah, minute. Talk it yeah. Through, talk it through with them, right? Don't let them just fester it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. talk about it. What mm-hmm. is it that, what are we just sad about? And, and the whole, it's not about the nail. Don't, don't feel like you have to try and fix it right then mm-hmm. and there. Just let right. it, let right. it be expressed. Yeah. Not about the nail. I hate that video, but I hate that video too, but I gosh, so, but there's some truth. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's some truth. I like it better when it's in the context of kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I learned that lesson with my wife. <laughs> it's not about Yeah. Uh-huh. You've never seen that? I think, I think mm-hmm. oh. Steph showed that to me while we were dating mm. as like a heads up. As a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember, <laughs> what I, I remember it, seeing it in, when we were living in Abu Dhabi and <clears throat> being like, oh, okay. The Reader's Digest version <laughs> of this video, for those who haven't seen it, is this woman is talking to her husband and it's kind of a combative uh, combative conversation and she's obviously mad but you can't quite see her face and as the conversation develops she comes into view um, and she has a nail in her forehead the whole conversation yeah. mind you is her complaining about oh, you know all these things suck mm-hmm. all my sweaters are snagged all these yeah. you know I have, I have this on the nail piercing forehead. headache yeah. all yeah. the time and the husband is like well I have a fully guaranteed 100% reliable uh, solution to this problem remove the freaking nail from your forehead and she's like it's not about the nail yeah okay yeah, I've never seen that <laughs> yeah by the end of the video she's like I just want you to like empathize with me and tell me that you understand yep. and he's like validation that, that must be hard validation. and she's like it is thank it you is. thank you yeah. it's all about validation I had to learn that lesson if I can find it I'll link it into the, in the yeah. show notes yeah. so I think people we can all watch it. have to learn that lesson all the time yes well, we I, I think I've fi- learned and we want to fix that things right <laughs> yes. we're like, fixers that's, yes, that's, yes. I think just, just inherently nature. yeah as, as men our nature is like whether it's because we're like, I am sick of hearing you complain to the to me about the same thing over and over and over again. I just want to fix it. Or if it's that we are like, I want you to be happier or in a better place. Yeah. I want to fix it. Yeah. We just want to fix things. We're like, as we're hearing our wives or our kids like, oh man, this problem, this thing. We're like, gears are just turning about how can I make this better? How can I fix this? And it is how like impossible for us to shut those gears off and just be like, hmm. That sounds hard. Right. That must be difficult. That's <coughs> outside of our uh, capabilities, yeah. I think, sometimes. Yeah. It takes sure. some practice and yes. patience, you know, with mm-hmm. wives and children, right? Like, all of that stuff is interesting. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, you know, obviously we're moving. That's a big change. But, you know, we talked to mention, I can't remember, I think maybe I mentioned it first, but, you know, we all have two kids yeah what was the change like when you had the second kid i mean obviously we know yeah. how it started for you Spencer, uh, yeah but a, a nightmare like how did it go <laughs> how is it going now right brian i want to hear brian's thoughts on my this. thoughts on yeah. it yeah we, oh we know it was a long yeah. long long time Many ago, moons ago. <laughs> right that was so here let me get this set. um <laughs> Our boys are about three and a half years apart, and I think I've said it. Yeah, I've said it in other episodes. They're very, they're they're very close. And Neil was really excited to be a big brother. Mm. You know, being the age that he was, he understood a sure. little bit better. Not that he understood it fully, but he's like, he he was really good at you know being that big brother, the big friend. And I don't remember him ever 
feeling like there was, you know, he had to compete or anything. I yeah. mean, yes, there was change for him, but I think he felt like he still got the attention that he needed mm. to. Um, you know, and as they get a little bit older, they start doing things to each other and, you know, throwing yeah. Thomas the train <laughs> off the top of the stairs and hitting Riley in the head and getting stitches, you know. Pretty good shot. Those type of, yeah, I know. It was yeah. like, wow, that was impressive. Like, there's don't our, do that. Yeah, mom's mad and dad's thinking, there's wow, our he quarterback. Baseball. Yeah. yeah, he's got good aim. But yeah, no, it was, uh, I think it was, that was a long time ago, but just trying to remember it. What about when Neil um, went on his mission? Um, when he went on his not, mission, that was a little bit different, but maybe a little bit. Yeah. I mean, fresher. that was, that was, yeah, that was definitely a little bit more fresh, but, um, that was a, a big change for our whole family. And it was kind of funny because we have this cute dog and we got her probably about six, seven months before, uh, Neil left, you know, after she was you know just a little, little babe, little pup, got to bring her home at eight weeks. It was right around, you know, just after Christmas time. And as he was getting closer to leaving, he's like, you just got the dog to replace me. Dude. <laughs> like, yeah, ding, ding, ding. you finally figured it out. Hey, adults got to deal with the uh, change just like kids do. Right. It's like, I need someone else. I need someone to snuggle with me when you're gone. No. <laughs> so, you, you know, you're big now and you don't like to snuggle, but anyways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a big change. I think for all of us, I think the big thing was that it was Riley was still, he wasn't in high school yet when Neil left and mm-hmm. so he was in, Ninth or ninth grade, ninth grade. And so it was, um, yeah, he had just finished his ninth grade year. So he was getting ready to go into high school. Um, but I think there was some of the change there was like, Hey, I'm, I'm the, I'm the man now. I'm the big dog. Brother's gone. Hmm. And I remembered that with my being the oldest, I had a brother just younger than me. And when I went on a mission, I came back and talk about change he did not like having me at home because (laughs) he had been the king for the last two years and he had established all of his new friends, which, you know, we always had kind of the same little group that we hung out with when we were growing up because we were real close to. And all of a sudden it was like, I don't need you here. You're just a right self-righteous, you know, preachy return missionary. (laughs) And I have my own friends, you know, I remember a few times kind of getting into it with them and I'm like, what happened to you? What happened to you? You know, we used, we used to be so close uh, and we're very close today. But yeah, the changes are, I remember, well, what I thought about was you guys were talking is when we moved to Harriman, um, when we moved here 11 years ago, um, we had sold our home actually about eight months before and moved in with um, my wife's parents while we were deciding to either, we were looking to still buy. We didn't know we were going to build at that time. And then we decided to build. So we stayed with them through that duration there. And so our boys went from, I think Riley was, he had, he was six years old when we, when we left our home in, in, you know, in Sandy. And, um, so he, he then went to a new elementary school, you know, in in my in-laws neighborhood for for the school year, next school year, Mm. when we moved into here and in that April, we kept, you know, we drove them over there for, yeah. you know, to finish off in that. So went from the school, you know, the one school at the other house to this school with the in-laws to then the new school, you know, so in three years, three different schools. And I think that's a big change. For yeah, me. sure. Yeah, totally. I didn't experience that. I grew up in the same home. I think when I was like two years old, my parents moved into the home that I grew up in until after I graduated from high school. So I didn't know what it was like to pick, mm-hmm. have to be picked up and go to a new home, new school and all of that until I was older when it's it's easier to deal with. 
Yeah, so we, my parents are still in the same house. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Same, same with my wife. She moved into this house when she was like a year old um, and her folks still live there. Yeah. My wife's place. parents, they moved into this house that they built when she was five. So she remembers another place. Uh, we moved a lot. I think we moved every two years, but it was always in the same neighborhood same, or, or oh, same, really? like same area in the General South area. Bay. Right. Same so neighborhood, neighborhood. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went to the same schools. Basically, I friends I had from. Well, I, I went to a Lutheran school for first through third, so I don't. But from third grade all the way through high school, I had a lot of the same people same that I knew. Yeah. So in a sense, there wasn't the change wasn't that great. But yeah. mm-hmm. the way I see our my life, my wife and my life and our kids' life, I've you know. After two years of coursework, we're going to go do a year in Spain for research. So that's going to be a huge There's another change. big change. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uprooting them to go live in Spain, to be in a country and be in school in a, w- with a language they don't know. Do they drive on the wrong side of the road too? No. Oh, okay. They drive on the, cor- on the correct side of the road. We should go that. We should go that. Stay yeah. the same. Yeah. Anyhow. Near the beach, it's gonna I'm be terrible. It's gonna be a terrible oh, experience, right. right? Horrible. And they're gonna come after a year. Inshallah, they'll be fluent and yeah. Spanish, are you gonna have? Right? I mean, this is a long ways away. But are you going to have them go to English speaking schools while you're there? Or no, we will. I will integrate them I will so they can throw learn. them in the deep end. Because I just do you know Spanish? I I am Brooke is incredibly he knows South fluent. Bay Spanish. No, okay. I, mean, I lived in Spain for a year. <laughs> and picked up a lot of Spanish, and then I've spent summers there when I was living in Abu Dhabi doing research and interviewing people in Spanish. And it it needs I need to brush up. Sure. And so I'm gonna you at least know how to like order some tacos and oh, for sure. sure. Por favor. But another year there will another year great, there yeah. will solidify it. And I want my kids to be fluent, so I don't. I mean, they that's know. A, English. I think that's awesome. Like I am totally je- right? you know I don't know another language. I mean, I took German and junior high into high school and I I, junior, I was a junior high and high school boy yeah <laughs> what do I remember yeah, Nothing, yeah. you know <laughs> yeah I mean I'm I took French, French in high school and bonjour <laughs> don't know a tremendous amount I mean I enough to understand ratatouille probably but yeah I mean I think it, I, you know because the Basque country is in both uh, Spain and France yeah we have also spent time in France and so I've picked up quite a bit from being there and so I need to brush up on my languages but like if we're gonna go, embed yourself. Throw yeah. them in the uh-huh. like they're in in a month. They're going to be speaking fluently. And if I took them to an English school, you know, all they're not going to learn. They're not going to learn. learn the language. They're, they're been robbed of a great experience. I'm jealous yeah. of Neil because of his. He knows Spanish. Yeah. And same thing. He had to be. He had to totally be immersed in it. You know, because yeah. he spent his first six seven months with guys that spoke Portuguese, and so the only. Th- language mm. and that didn't know English. So the only language they could speak together mm. and know what they're talking about was Spanish. Yeah. And now look at him now, you know, it's like he can I'm I'm jealous. Yeah. But the the school that's close to the house that we want to live in uh has a dual immersion program. Didn't There's a waiting list, yeah. But so hopefully we can get them in there. Yeah. Get them started earlier yeah, prepped or so before so that they can learn something. And well mm-hmm. We'll work. If they don't, we'll work with them to learn yeah. some of the yeah. basics. So, 
I think that'd be Those cool. Those are great. Up, I lo- I love that though with the change and just the opportunities that you're, that both of you, Forrest and Spencer, are going to provide your be able to provide your kids. Well, and, if you end up working for the state department, yeah, you, yeah, could, you be could be all over the place every two years. Yeah, that's what I hope. My wife and I we're crazy. We have the gypsy spirit. We love moving. We love change. We we do too. Like the idea of living in the same spot forever. Like, yeah, clearance. <laughs> yeah, you know, he won't be able to talk about what he does. And if I told you, I'd have to kill you. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we from living in living, Dobby, I can't tell you. We have a lot of friends that were, you know, in the State Department, and you know, they're to me, you know, I their life is envious. Mm-hmm. You know, like they get to, they, you know, live in Morocco and Switzerland and Abu Dhabi and China and Japan and. Mongolia and all of these wild places, but then sometimes you have the, the what do they call it? Gosh, I can't remember the term. But when you have to go somewhere like Pakistan oh, or like Afghanistan, unaccompanied. yeah, you go unaccompanied, and mm-hmm. their state they're like somewhere else. Yeah, like like they might be in Europe, mm-hmm. in a house, and you're you know go back and, and forth. We live in Harem in Utah. Oh. <laughs> That just sounds exotic. Just keep talking about all these. I mean, I, like, I love Harriman. I love Harriman. I know yeah, I do ditto. too. Yeah. I mean, I, I love this valley that I've grown up and lived my whole life in. But I don't. I don't ever see myself going anywhere else just because of the stage of life that I'm in. You know, the the changes that have happened in my life have kept me here. Sure. Yeah. And I don't see it happening. For I was teasing my mom. She's like, "When I die, I want you to take some of the money and take Amber back to go back to New Zealand." I was like. Mom, by that time, that's gonna be like in, I was teasing her. I was like, "That's gonna be like in twenty years. I won't want to go then." And she goes, "That means I'll be ninety three. I don't want to live that long." <laughs> so, I could laugh at it. But it's she like, in her seven? She's in her seven. Yeah, she's seventy three. Yeah. So you know, my in laws are the you know similar, you know, same age too. Actually, my my mom and my father in law born on the same day. Wow. So it's kind of, so it's kind of oh, fun. We have fun. to split birth. You know, we uh-huh. coordinating birthdays. That's interesting. Is fun. But yeah, it's so there's. I mean, I think change is different for different yeah. times of life, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There's good change and bad change. You know, I, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I think moving to um, continue your education and expand your opportunities. That's so cool. That's good change. Yeah. You know, death in the family, obviously bad not, change. Not fun you know? change. Yeah. So I don't know. I think, and, and kids should learn that, you know, change is good, can be good, can be <laughs> yeah. a tool for growth. Yeah. Um, not something to run from. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's an, it's an interesting, it's something point. that I yeah. think about a lot that change, right? Because, you know, we don't work, we don't, we are not probably not going to work for the state department, but we would love to move around to different countries and live in different places. That's something that both Brooke and I have desired even before we got married and we've done it, right? We, I mean, we were in Abu Dhabi six years, so we didn't move, but we've lived in multiple countries and we've moved around. <clears throat> And, you know, like I mentioned, I basically grew up in the same neighborhood. So, like, all of these friends that I grew up with are still there. Some of them are still there, but we're close. Oh. Right? Yeah. And I value those relationships. But then, you know, sometimes you, like, you know, whether it's a trope in a movie or in real life, you see these army brats that move around every two years and Mm -hmm. they struggle because they don't have roots. They don't have these long-term friends. Right, yeah. So I, I worry about that. I They're worry usually about the troublemakers like, in the movies. Yeah, they, they are, are right. Like right. you know, <laughs> they usually. Wor- I worry about. Put.
putting them in a situation where they're n- they will struggle and not have some sort of grounding or roots or whatever. I don't know the answer. That's I, hard I'd have to ask my state department friends. Yeah. Do this. You're, you you're wanting to like live out your dreams and passions, which is like to travel and to, yeah. But then how does that affect your kids? Yeah. And does that change the way that, you know, them, them not being able to grow up kind of how you did where you had kind of a closer community. Yeah. How does that affect them? Yeah. I mean, it's, That's a interesting thought. And it's hard because you have to, like, even, you don't die when you become a parent, you know? And especially if you're, like, a young parent, um, you still have, like, hopes and dreams and aspirations and goals. And then they get squashed when you're... <laughs> I am not a young kids. parent, and I still have yeah, hopes no, and absolutely. dreams. And, yeah, and, no. and hopefully you never grow out of it, like, like you not, guys have. Yeah. Um, you guys will see me in the NFL one day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do hear there's some openings for ball boys. I, well, I was going to go water boy, but. <laughs> right. um, but, you know, yeah, it, it like, where do you draw the line of um, not putting your kid through something mm-hmm. that may be hard for him? And like yeah. you say, maybe putting him in a bad situation. But also, like, you still got to do your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read uh, George W. Bush's um, autobiography. And when he decided to run for president, his two girls were like, Dad, we hate you. This sucks. <laughs> I think the phrase he used, I might be wrong, sorry, George, was um, President Bush. Um, <laughs> why do you want to ruin our lives? Mm. And and he said, right. look, I have to live well, my life, too. one daughter's on NBC. Is she, is she on the Today I, Show? I, or, I don't or remember. The one but, with, yeah. But she, like, she does have a Yeah, she's presence, doing yeah. quite fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and But I thought that is a uh, <laughs> great point because... When you become a parent, you surrender yourself to the life of, of your child. Of I mean, the sacrifices yeah. and changes you make to yep. accommodate their needs are Amen. crazy. The list goes on. Yeah. Um, but you do have to still, uh, you know, live for yourself. And um, if that means putting your kid through a little change, I think that's okay. I feel like you can't be, like, as effective of a parent if you're unhappy. Like, yeah. if you're feeling trapped because you've submitted so much to what you're kids needs are where you're not trying to like live out your dreams you probably are less effective because you are quicker to anger you're just not happy with where you're at in life Mm -hmm. and so you just kind of feel like your wheels are turning so it's it's almost a selfish slash selfless move Mm -hmm. to kind of follow your dreams a little bit because it's something that yeah you're gonna put your kid through a little bit of change for a minute but Mm -hmm. it's gonna benefit everyone's relationship in the long run. Yeah. And what does it teach them? Yeah. To follow their to, dreams. Yeah. You know, and, mm-hmm. and that's a more valuable lesson than any kind of stage of continuity that they can enjoy as yeah. a small child. Yeah. I think. Yeah. You just never know, right. How your kids are going to react. Like they could, we could have lived in Harriman for the rest of our lives and, Maybe that would have been bad. You, know? <laughs> you don't. Again, yeah, you nothing don't against Harriman because I love it here. And it's funny because, you know, until I lost my job five weeks ago, six weeks ago, whatever it was, I think we felt like we were going to stay in Harriman for the foreseeable future. We didn't have any plans. Of course, we always we talk about living overseas yeah. or what and making those changes. But we were like, you know, I was like, oh, maybe I'll 
Maybe I'll run for city council so I can be mayor of Harriman someday. It's <laughs> <laughs> part-time oh, job. Man, I can still have another you'd, job. You'd have had my vote. <laughs> Do you know? And and I and we were thinking about putting these roots down and thinking, you know, oh, well, you know, August can play baseball for Mountain Ridge High School. You know, you, you have these thoughts, right? Yeah. Like Just like in any stage in life, you think about the future. And then all of a sudden, lose my job. Same Life day I throws my, a curveball at you. Same day I lose my job, the UNR PhD program sends me an email. Hey, do you want to apply? Well, Which yes, is I do. So crazy. Two days I later, I get. Nuts. I'm on a I phone all of a call. Sudden have some time. Oh yeah, I'll get on a phone call with the director of the graduate program for that for that department. She loves my ideas. Loves, you know, what I sort of bring to the table. And here we go. Now we're moving to Reno, which is like. What? I'm still a little bit like taken back by everything oh, that's sure. happened, you know, and not to mention the hospital stay and almost dying, blah, blah, blah. You know, I mentioned that in episode two, but, <clears throat> you know, and this is going to be, you, the, you, you, you guys probably won't hear this for a long time, but like when I think about all the, all those changes I went through, kids are all experiencing them with me and now it's just it's changes is really fascinating to me i think about it all the time because i love change my wife loves change like when she lives somewhere for two years she starts to be like she gets antsy where can we go next yeah where can we go next i feel that except for abu dhabi i think that was more like five years for her because we loved it there so much but I just, I want, of course, I want to always be considerate of my kids, but yeah, I think what you said, like you have to live your dreams and you have to do your thing. And I think as long as you, what we always talk about, right? Raise our, raise our kids with value and compassion and openness and they'll survive any change. Yeah. Right. That's what I think. Kids are pretty resilient that way. They are. Yeah, right, they're amazing. Right. And yeah, they'll make friends and give them that foundation. And they're going to, I mean, yeah. they're obviously going to make their own decisions yeah. and go the direction that they feel like is the right way to go. But if you're, if you've prepped them, they're going to be fine. Yeah. So what do you think our uh, action item is? Hmm. I think it's find ways to embrace change. Yes. You know, I like that. I mean, there's there's power in consistency and, and routines and stuff. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, like my daughter's bedtime routine is sacred. <laughs> I think that's for her, or for me, not for yeah, her. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But, uh, you know, find ways to um, embrace change and, and be deliberate about it and have conversations as early as you can about uh, change and say, oh, did you notice that we did this differently? What do you think about that? Mm. You know, did it throw you off? Did, was it upsetting? Did you like it? Was it good? Um, yeah, I, I think those conversations and being deliberate, um, is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Being open about it. I mean, letting yeah. them, you know, uh, letting them know that, uh, it's hard for you as well. Yeah. I think is really important. Like yeah. When I went through, when I went through my job loss from the same stupid company, same company <laughs> for us last summer, you know, Don't edit last that summer, um, it, the, I had to be open about it with, <laughs> with you know my boys and they were older and they understood it more and it we banded together the four of us just like hey we're gonna yeah. get through this together yeah we'll do what we need to do 
Yep. I have loved, except for the time I was in ICU. <laughs> but, I mean, I wasn't terrible either. <clears throat> I didn't mean, feel good, but. He doesn't remember I much have of loved it. this time. Like yeah. I, yeah. You know, like. Yeah. Losing your job is terrible. And tons of people it's happening to right now. They're getting laid off left and right in the tech industry. And it's hard because it's a rough change, especially when you have a family to support. Yeah. But I have absolutely loved this time hanging out with my kids. My kids are loving it. They're like super excited that I'm home. It's, it, I think the time with my wife has been really valuable. Yeah. And I, and yeah, I think what you said, the action item, embrace change. And then I know that that can be hard. Yeah. But I think you got to take it with stride and yeah, I agree. That's all I got to (laughs) say. Awesome. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much again, always, as always. Thank you for the conversation. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the Fathers 4 Podcast. We're really happy you joined us. If you would, please follow us on YouTube and Instagram at the Fathers 4. And stay tuned for our next episode where we talk about traveling with kids. Thanks so much. Bye. Later.